Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here, Tom and Ed back with me as usual. What's going on, guys? What's up, players? I am just chilling, enjoying this very weird February weather. What about you, players? Not much, guys. Just looking where to find another good piece of chicken. <laughs> what? Come on. What a way to start off the podcast. Begging for chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... Guys, I'm excited to announce that we're going to have Dondria on the podcast later on today. Fat Fat, as uh, as people know her as. Uh, Dondria, great vocalist. She's going to be a great she, one on here. One of the more underrated vocalists as well. I know the she gets a lot of the Beyonce comparisons for good reason. But she is very, very good at what she does. And one of those artists that kind of hit around that 99, not 99, 2009 2010 era and then we didn't really hear much from her as far as LPs but has been constantly out there dropping mixtapes kind of in and out not letting us totally forget about her but kind of riding the wave under the radar so be cool to hear what she's got going on and seeing what's new to come we need some new diary in 2019 absolutely now guys Tom has this crazy game that he wants to have me and Ed participate in, and we're gonna do that later on. But so Tom, hold hold tight. But uh, we want to get wait. into the new music first. <laughs> uh, new music. Can we start off, Ed, with your Virginia Brothers, Trigga and Breezy, the song Good Chichi? God. What's going on on this song? What's what, what is this Chichi thing about? Player, first of all, it was Chichi. I thought it was gonna be about Dragon Ball Z. I was highly disappointed. Secondly, I. We are in the era of hype. So when we heard that Cousin Chris and Trigger Trey were dropping something, two of, give them credit, probably the most prolific and celebrated voices of this generation of R&B, people were hyped like we were going to get some magnificent collabo. My expectations were low, and they were right to be low. I swear this song sounds like they recorded it in 20 minutes on the way to the club is absolutely nothing of substance. And I know y'all gonna gas it up and tell me it's so hot and so great and it's a classic in the maiden, but you won't remember it by March, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Tom, and this song clocks in at two minutes and twenty something seconds. That's a really that's a really uh short song. I told you it's recorded on the way to the club. Why are we even discussing this topic? Can we move on? Alright. Um <laughs> We also this week exclusively premiered Jay Holiday's new single, Petals. Tom, can you give me the backstory on this? Because I know our boy Travis Cherry, guest on our podcast and super producer, um, he was giving us, or he was sharing the DMs that he was having with Jay Holiday uh, on, you know, having us premiere this on the site. Shout out to Travis Cherry. That's one of the best R&B producers out right now and a a friend Mm -hmm. of ours. Man, he... um, Man, Jay Holiday is just appreciative of, of our support, and I think that's awesome. You know, and he really wanted us to share his new music because I think Jay Holiday knows we actually care, and there's not many others who actually care. So, I think that was pretty cool, and uh, we'll be glad to continue supporting. And the single's pretty good too, right, Kyle? Yeah, I liked it. So, before Jay Holiday drops his album, he's going to be dropping an EP. And what Travis Cherry told us was that uh, that EP is going to contain production from pretty much everyone that worked on Jay Holiday's first album. So it's a nice little bit of nostalgia there. But 
Yeah, it was cool. And Jay Holiday emphatically said, I don't want any other outlet posting this before you know I got sold as we want them to have the premiere. That's that's love right there. That's what's up. I mean, <laughs> we know that Jay Holiday has always showed love to us in the past. And how who could ever forget the infamous podcast from a few months ago where he just went in and went off? Like, that's our boy. I really like this track. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Shout out to my boy Travis. He really did one with the production on this one. But Fellas is a keeper, so check that out. Jay Holiday is on the come up. I think he's just trying to butter us up, Jay Holiday, so that he can make his way back on the podcast for another epic rant. What do you think? Listen, he can come anytime he wants to because you know he is going to bring some entertaining heat. <laughs> And I thought, here we are, we're turning to PG-13, but looks like we're still going to be in that adult category on, on the podcast, <laughs> on the iTunes podcast category. <laughs> um, man, uh, Selena Johnson dropped a new song, Woman. Did you guys hear that one? Yeah, I've heard that one. And it's kind of a timely song. Next month is um, National Women's Month. It's a very timely topic and selena as most people know is one of my favorites another very very underrated vocalist in the game she's got a new album coming out so i thought it was a solid lead dope and tom you'll be excited to know our girl tweet she'll be dropping unreleased music i think on a weekly basis she just dropped one um earlier this week you excited for new tweet music Tweet Tuesdays is back. I wish more artists would do this. Just drop some unreleased gems for the real fans. You know, let us hear some of that. And uh, it's it's always exciting when you see it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And, Tom, of course, Kelly Rowland also dropped a new song. I think it was, like, for charity. She partnered up with Dove, and it's actually to support uh, women with natural hair. And, and I think it's, you know, standing up against bullying because... Of the, how you decide to wear your hair, so it's always awesome when artists use their platform to, you know, speak out of, uh, for a good cause. So props to her for that. Yeah, Ed, did you hear that song? I did. I heard it. It was it was it was okay for what it was. It certainly wasn't the best thing ever, but the message is more important than the actual <laughs> bumpability, so to speak. It ain't something you can get turned up on. But the message is solid, and again, it's for a good cause. So shout out to Kelly for that. Absolutely, and shout out to Doug because it smells really good. Uh, oh, don't forget this piece of news, guys. Um, the Queen Shaka Khan is going on tour with the King of Blue Eyed Soul. Robin, why I do I hear this. Why, why do I hear crickets? <laughs> no, I, there are no Robin crickets. Dick. I just didn't hear about this tour. Who do you who do you consider the king of blue eyed soul? I mean, it's got to be your boy. This is so fun. I love messing with you guys. It's Michael I, McDonald, guys. Oh, it's Michael McDonald. I thought you were talking about John B. That's who's who you. John B. and Chaka Khan. What was no, Shaka the king? <laughs> Come on. Listen, when you the, when you two are throwing around crowns, it's no surprise <laughs> who's headed land on. So I thought you were gassing John B. as usual. I had no idea no. it was Michael McDonald. Yeah, my dad mm-hmm. listens to him, so that should be exciting. Oh, my God. Give Michael his <laughs> props. Yeah, I kind of knew it would, be, it would be Michael McDonald. Who said Robin Thicke earlier? That was you, I um, think. Oh, well, we're moving on. <laughs> Please move on. 
All right, Tom, the floor is all yours for this game. I'm kind of scared right now. All right, guys. <laughs> so just just to give you guys a backstory, just yesterday we were talking about rough ends, and I, I challenged Ed to name both members. He wasn't able to do so on the spot. So I prepared. Well, I was a, a actually I was joking. I knew them, but go ahead. Nesta's clear here. I have air. prepared a short list of R&B groups, and you guys okay. can work as a team to name the members of that group. All right. Fans, Ooh, like feel team, free to teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> feel, feel free to play along at home, fans, as we go through. I'm going to start out with some easy ones, and then we'll get into the challenging ones. All right. Okay. We're going to start off with SWV. Oh, come on, player. That's too easy. Ed's got this by himself. You got to name them. Coco, Taj, and Lily. Okay. All right. (laughs) We're next going to go with Jagged. Yeah. For the record, Tom, it's like 8 a.m. where I'm at right now. It's a little too early for trivia. Listen, this is hardly functioning right now. This is really all on Ed. If you can supply anything to him, that'll be a bonus. <laughs> okay. We're going with Jagged Edge next. This, this is the warm-up round. Oh, come on. You know this one, Kyle. I mean, I just gave you one of the answers. There you go. Brian, Brandon, Wingo, and myself, I guess. There we oh go. Oh, my gosh. All right. Strap in, guys. We're going okay. with Total. Oh, yeah, it was the name of their album, wasn't it? It was. You know this one, do you remember? Kyle? I do, but I think it's your turn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kima, Keisha, and Pam. There we go. You got it. All right. All right. Uh, next. Come on, you know this Ooh. one, Kyle. So we got RL. Mm-hmm. We got Tweet. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the last? Ed, help me out. <laughs> it's too early for this. <laughs> T-Lo. Yes, T-Lo. sir. There you go. We're doing good so far. D- I was going to say D-Lo, but then that was D-Lo Brown. He's a wrestler. <laughs> D-Lo Brown. <laughs> Wasn't oh, his name man. T-Lo Brown? I never D-Lo. put that together. Oh, was it? I think it was T-Lo Brown. I don't know. I'm tripping. Wait. I'm pulling, I'm pulling out Wikipedia right now. All right. Anyways, Tom, go ahead first. All right, we're gonna go with En Vogue. Mm, see, now it gets tough because you know they had two thousand members. Go with the line even... from from when they were, you know, their when they were in their yeah peak. the classic lineup. I'm guessing that I'll do this one. Kyle is. In space. Dawn, of course. Hold on, I got this. I got this. I got this. Uh, oh, Dawn. okay, okay. Dawn. Maxine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hold on, before we get into that, can I just say, I can confirm <laughs> that his name is T-Lo Brown. Okay. I told you All it was right. T-Lo Brown. <laughs> Alright, Ed, you can finish your answer. Sorry for interrupting. Oh my gosh. Terry, who the most underrated one. And who did I say? We said Don, Terry, Maxine. Did you say Maxine? Cindy. Yep. And I forget the new one's name. I'm sorry. I like interviewed you one time. 
And she's like from Rona? Alabama too. Yes. Yes, Rona. Yes, yes. Okay. Alright, moving on. See, I got a uh, bonus one for that one. This one's for Kyle. Silk. Silk? <laughs> yeah, you met All the right, guys. Wait. You interviewed them. Hold up, hold up. Okay. Little oh G. my gosh. Little G. <laughs> um <laughs> That's like the only uh, one Hold on, knows. I got this. Uh, big Big G. Big G. Is it really? Is there's big a Big G. G. Yeah, there's there a, big a Big G. G. Yeah. Um. Damn, who's the guy that I interviewed or met? You made one. You made one uh, of them cry. I know that much. Yeah, I mean, who, who who was that? You made Little G cry. No, not no, Little G. That was Tim. The one that doesn't actually. The one that doesn't actually sing. You Tim's made him uh, cry because you said he didn't sing. No, who's the member that doesn't sing it? Honestly, Silk is a tough one. The only ones I know of Silk are Lil G, Big G, and John John because that song where he's like John John getting laid tonight. I can't <laughs> think of the other two dudes. Timzo, our top. Who? Kyle. Timzo. Timzo. Tim- oh, my boy Timzo. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't I, sing. I, I don't remember Timzo. And then you got Jimmy Gates. I'm not sure who that is. All right, moving on. That was a, that was a rough one. We got a couple left. We Three got um, this is another one for Kyle. Seven oh two. Oh come on, Kyle. Oh come on. So we got Mila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Irish. Mm-hmm. And I only know Irish because someone asked us to put her on the podcast. Um. Oh, Iris. I don't know. Iris is one of the original crushes player. Wow. What's the third one? M- Misha. Misha, there you go. And right, then, you got it. then they have some other members, but Orish is the one who passed away. So I know myself uh, too. Wait, are okay, we posting we this on, on the podcast? People are going to think I'm some type of R&B fraud. This is hard, oh, man. This is it. Player, no they they already the think that. It's all good. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, we Damn. got three left. We're almost, or it's almost over. Ed, ready? Uh, after seven. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I, I can't do that one. Other oh, than, uh, brothers. well, I mean, I know the Edmonds brothers, but I Speaking can't think of about other frauds. dudes. Keith. Oh, now here we go. It's <laughs> I know that it's it's the three brothers and Keith. Yeah. Oh, Kevon. Who was the dude that did twenty four seven? Um, Kevon. How you know? Yes, Kevon. yes. Yeah. Kevon, Keith. Now I forget the other two brothers' names. Melvin. Wait, Keith Sweat was part of After Seven. Not Keith Sweat. Oh. Not okay. Keith Washington <laughs> either. Oh boy. Uh, Sorry. All right, moving on. Um, you both. Wait, you gotta give us the no, you gotta, you gotta give the people the answers. What? Kev, Kevon, Melvin, Keith, and Jason. Okay. Jason. Oh, Jason yes. joined later. He's the son of um, one of them. Is it Melvin? Yeah, because it's not what you call him. Yeah, it's not what you call him. You're right. All right. First of all, Tom. First of after all, Seven was a if after seven, I got a, I got a serious question for you guys. If After Seven was walking around the mall... Would you? Would anyone even recognize it was after seven? Would you, Tom? Yes, I met them and interviewed them. I know Kevon. 
Come on. I I would um, know him, but the other Melvin, I might be like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> well, maybe if they all wore leather pants like he sweat. Well, then they'd just be hot. <laughs> I'm moving on. There's two left. Escape. Oh, now come on, Kyle. Easy. All right. All right. Candy. Mm hmm. Tiny. Mm hmm. Latasha. Mm hmm. And what's other sister's name? Latasha's sister. Latasha's sister. Yeah. We accept it as the Tamika. answer? Tamika. Okay. All right, we'll take it. Who? Oh. Who? Okay. All right. Last one. Ed, if you can get this one, you are the official king of R&B. All right. Who are you going to ask? Mint condition. Oh, now, come on now. No one. I'm not even sure the members of mint condition know everybody naming it. Oh, what? Can you name any? Of course I can name, come on now. Everybody Sto- knows my man. Stokely and the gang? Sto- <laughs> Stokely <laughs> and the <laughs> gang. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, Wait, we know Stokely. Tom, it's time to impress you. Carrie Lewis is another member. That's a past member. Yeah, oh, but he counts. present. Well, oh, okay. I thought we were talking all time. All right, I know I mean, Stokely and I know him. I don't know the other brothers. I'm sorry. I love y'all, but I don't know y'all. <laughs> that saxophone guy? Yeah, the saxophone dude. The piano guy. Dude oh, on the this is bad. keyboard. I don't know. <laughs> the drummer. Tom, can we, just re- can we just save ourselves and have Ed name the two members of Rough Ends? Like, like, because this is how this whole mess started. <laughs> All right, Ed. We're putting him on the spot. Can you name <laughs> the members of Rough Ends? Is the tall, bald guy and the shorter, Casey-looking guy? Well, the thing with Rough Ends, he asked me who they were, and I said Tom and Kyle. But the thing is, their names are like David and Dante, but that's not their stage names. It's like Da Vinci or something and something. Wow, you You're actually right. got it. That's impressive. I know the answer, player. I just can't think mm. of their like. Fake names. All right. Wow. Well, good job, guys. That was fun. Uh, we're never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pretty fun. But I got to give you condition was a so stumper, though. That was hard. <laughs> oh, man. Um, guys, we're going to have Dondria join us on the podcast now, so we better start behaving now. Um, Every week, we try to bring in a special guest and someone that's brought soul back and Tom I'm going to take the intro from you this time around because I actually grew up watching Dondria on YouTube she was one of I guess the pioneers in R&B in this whole being discovered on social media back in in the mid 2000s uh, signed a Jermaine Dupri's social death label a couple of years after that and now she's doing her own thing I have Dondria with us what's going on Dondria hey what's up so, Dondria, a lot of people, of course, know you from your days on YouTube, and your username at the time was Fat Fat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just, just, just so we give everyone some context, and I got a follow-up question to that, um, where did that mm-hmm. username come from? Well, I actually got that name 
um, in college, um, I think it was like maybe orientation or one of the first days of the year, um, and we went to CC's Pizza. And when we got there, I was just piling my plate up with pizza, like, and I, when I tell you I ate everything from the pizza to the cinnamon rolls to the, everything in between, the salad, everything, I ate it all. And so from that moment, my roommate gave me that name because she was just astounded. Um, <laughs> so when I started on YouTube, I decided to, like, change up the spelling because I started to discover that other people, like, had that nickname too growing up, and so I just wanted to be different with spelling. Gotcha. Hey, Ed, you know, Dondre, Ed and I and Tom, we always talk about fast food here, and we try to rank which the best fast food is. Ed, are you still going with Chick-fil-A here? Listen, I had me some Chick-fil-A yesterday for lunch. I'm not sure what's beating those Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I mean, you can try to tell me what beats it, but my tongue says otherwise. So what are y'all saying beating Chick-fil-A? Because I don't know what's up to that level. Okay. Chick-fil-A, that's a good one. Um, I I don't eat meat anymore. Um, So I'm going to have to go with Chipotle, but just like the veggie bowl. So, yeah, Chipotle definitely all day. Man, see, now, see, we got to go to war now. So you're a fan of Chipotle. (laughs) Have you had Qdoba? I have had Qdoba. Um, So you're a Chipotle over Qdoba? Yes, I will uh, tell y'all. I have been I have been eating Chipotle. I feel like just like I was one of the pioneers of YouTube. I feel like I was one of the pioneers of Chipotle because I've been eating it. <laughs> <laughs> like since I was in high school, I've been eating it for so long. Like I just love it. Wow. It's, wow. I mean, it's, good. it's good. I'm a I'm a Qdoba dude, but I'll give you that one. No more meat. Can we confirm if you're trying to win those Beyonce and Jay-Z tickets for life? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. We were talking about that last week on the show, about that contest. We're just messing around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Dondre, let's get back to R&B and music for a second. Of course, you just dropped your, uh, your duet album. This is You've done a lot of these now. So I guess what does 90s R&B mean to you because you've done a couple of these 90s R&B cover projects? Yeah. Um, 90s R&B to me, I mean, I like to nickname it um, authentic R&B. I think that it's something that everybody is inspired by no matter what genre of music you do, you know, no matter how you feel, even – you know, we're getting a lot of samples in the hip-hop music of 90s R&B. So I, I call it authentic R&B, and I think that it's just, mm, it's like feel-good music. Like it's, and not even feel-good music, feel music, life music, because I think that it does the perfect job of just explaining, you know, whatever situation you're in, whether you're in love, whether you got your heart broken, um, whether you're just having fun, like I just feel like R and B best embodies that. Yeah, and it's not to cut you off, Andrea, but it's so funny to mention that because um, on your most recent mixtape, I work with a lot of youth in the area, and a lot of them, when that dropped, were like, "Oh, Miss Edwards, you got to hear this new joint. You got to hear it." And I love that 
there is a younger generation of fans who I'm talking mm. like 16, 17 that are not only loving your music, but are loving that 90s sound. And I think you hit yeah. it. It's just it's so much feeling in the music that it really connects regardless of age. Because we a lot of times say, yeah. oh, this doesn't fit this sound. This doesn't fit this generation. But feeling is feeling, man. And if you can feel exactly. it and the way yeah. that you can emote, the way you did my song, If You Love Me, oh, one of my favorite joints. The emotion that you can portray through that song, I feel like that that just transcends generations. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just it just does something to you, and I, I think that's what it is. You know, that's why we like, that's why we love, um, you know, Michael Jackson, because he, he just made us, he made us feel everything that he said, and even he he was pop and R&B, but he still made us feel every single lyric, every single emotion. Like, that's that's what I hope that I'm doing. That's what I, I strive to do. And a funny fact about this last mixtape, I really was trying to, like, do another current one, but I just couldn't find enough music that was good, that was just that would do the mixtape justice. So I went back to the 90s because you can never go wrong with that. No. No, no, you can't. Um, no, speaking of duets, I'd like to hear from every one of you guys. What is your favorite or some of your favorite R&B duets from the 90s or now? Uh, just give me a couple. Tom? I love when you just put me on the spot like this, Kyle. But <laughs> the first one that came to mind, I just thought of this, was um, Case and Joe. Faded Pictures. I love mm-hmm. Eric Dene and Tamia, um, their duets. I, um, those are the first ones that come to mind. Uh, what about you guys? Um, let's see. Well, I, I feel like we have to put Kiki Wyatt and Avant in there. My mm-hmm. first love. And um, what's the other one, Nothing in This World? Um, yep. I think those were amazing. And I actually really, I think that... Um, Let's see, Justin Timberlake and Beyonce. I feel like that was a good staple duet too. End of time mm. until the end of time. Yeah, that's an underrated one. Mhm. Who named it? Going with? Well, y'all know me, so you know my number one go-to duet. It's got to be Keith and Athena Cage. Nobody got to go with that. Good one. Yes. But I'm going to cheat a little bit because it's not really a duet. It's just two groups. But I don't feel like we talk enough about 112 and Allure all cried out. Like that, wow. to me, just really encapsulates that era for me. Okay. Wow, you came up with that on the spot. That's impressive. That's a good one. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, Deborah Cox and RL, Can't Be Friends. Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a sad song. I can't even listen to that song anymore. That's too sad. (laughs) I think the video was sadder than the song when they're like all crawled up in the floor together. I'm like, oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, that's damn. So, uh, Dondra, we we talked earlier about you know how you were kind of a YouTube pioneer and kind of got your start through that route, and it's just interesting how so much has changed. Where it's almost like we just churn out stars through social media these days like more than any other route and I almost feel like you know you obviously are one of the best vocalists 
to come out of your generation, but I feel like a lot of the stars we're creating nowadays, unfortunately, it's kind of just microwave music and it's just kind of for the moment. But I just want to hear your observation. How have you seen things change from when you were able to get your break through YouTube to now how social media is used to break stars? Um, well, first and foremost, it's definitely much more frequent for somebody to just kind of like pop up and, well, not even pop up because even I took a year before, you know, I gained my millions of views and got discovered. So not even pop up, but it's just more frequent for people, um, young people to get discovered on social media. Um, I do appreciate it because I feel like it's giving it's giving some people that maybe wouldn't ever get a chance to, you know, get in front of the right person or or I don't know. I don't even know if people still send in like demos and stuff, but it's giving a lot more people a way better chance of even getting discovered and creating their own fan base. Like I think that that is, it's amazing because the the fan base is, it's authentic and it's, it's loyal and, you know, it's kind of set it up to where you don't even need, you know, a parent company or label to at least start to support yourself because, you know, you've created it on your own. Um, you know, like I did. So I do appreciate it. Um, I do also feel like because it is the way it is, there there may be some oversaturation. Um, I think that when somebody gets discovered or gets their, you know, big break, it's not as special anymore because it's kind of like it's a new person every day. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's those are my thoughts. Mm. Actually, you know what? There is so much talent floating around the internet. But Ed, the one thing that I'm concerned about is artist development. You see all these artists, they mm-hmm. pop up mm-hmm. and they're not ready for what's to come in the industry. You're with me, right, Ed? You know I'm with you there. And here's the thing, because folks are going to be like, oh, here he goes again. But I think that when it comes to, I think we have to look at, in 2019, I feel what Darjee was saying with YouTube giving artists exposure, and we're getting artists are getting the opportunity to be talented and to showcase themselves in ways that they probably wouldn't have. They wouldn't have the opportunity to get in front of these labels to kind of show what they have. On the other side of it, we have a lot of people who are unprepared for fame. We don't have the media training. We don't have a lot of the things that kind of go into being those unwritten rules and those unseen things that go into celebrity that people don't realize. So when you just take someone raw out of the hood, out of your bomber's basement, out of whatever, and you're thrown in there, they get eaten alive. And it's kind of unfair to them because they don't know that they can't be wilding out on people on Twitter because that's just them. They don't know that they can't say whatever they want. They just think they're being real. And they get eaten alive by the system and caught up. And then we're not even talking about kind of the vocal development that's needed because you can sing good at your church doesn't necessarily mean that that can (laughs) be tweaked and talented i mean tweaked in ways to help kind of project the song every song needs certain inflections needs certain ways that you go you can't sing every song the same i think what we're really really missing y'all is the developmental artists and that to me is hurting things because everything's homogenized everybody sounds the same and then we got a lot of rookies out here getting ate up on social media 
and then they vanish. So talent is one thing, but development is being lost. Yeah, and I think that um, this this era that we're in right now, um, while, you know, we're, we're just getting, I mean, flooded with music from young, new artists all the time, every day, all day, um, I think that um, the reason that it's, I guess, I don't know, flourishing so much right now is because we're also in this, like, reality era. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we as in society, we want to see the person just raw, dirty draws, you know, like just exactly how they are. We want to see them be as human as possible. But in the grand scheme of things, like you said, it, it's it's only a temporary satisfaction. So I think I think that this era is mm, is contradicting. But I think that while it's uh, popular, <laughs> I think that it's going to um, I don't know rear its ugly head in the sense of it, it authenticity is definitely going to like seep in or creep back in and be okay. I don't. I don't think it's going to disappear, but I think it's definitely going to change. It has to. Yeah. Right. Now, Dondria, your debut, of course, came out. Ooh, has it been eight years now since your debut? Ooh, um, it dropped. Yeah, eight years. Nine. Actually, eight well, years. Eight, not uh, nine in August. Yeah. Right, and and you know, on the podcast, we always try to look at different trends and try to figure out what was going on in R&B at the time. And I know when you came out, and we talk about this all the time, you came out right at the tail end of, you know, when R&B was really a popular genre. Because a couple of years later, you had the Drakes and the Frank Oceans and the Miguels Mm -hmm. taking over that sound and and evolving the genre. So from your point of view, how have you seen R&B change since, I guess, when you first debuted versus, like, when the Frank Oceans and all of them came into the scene. Like, what was that transition like? Um, it was, it was, it was interesting. I think that, I mean, I don't know. I, I really have to just credit it to God that He gave me <laughs> one album and one song that could at least touch the people and that they could really appreciate before this switch. Um, because it literally, if I would have come out, maybe two years later, you know, two, three years later, it might have been like, oh, that's nice, but <laughs> next, you know. So um, that's number one. I just think that timing, thank God, is everything. Um, it's been interesting to watch the change. I mean, we have to still kind of like mm, credit like the Beyonce and stuff like that because she was still kind of doing like her, she was doing her like rap singing before a lot of people were, um, but when Drake came in, he just <laughs> he just wrecked shop and just changed the whole game. I do still like enjoy that music. I enjoy Drake. I enjoy the the scissors and um, the Kalani's and the Janae's. You know, uh, I do still enjoy it. I. I don't know if I've ever let it, like, you know, threaten me or I may have let other people maybe um, 
but part of me always knew like what my main was and I guess I just I just stand strong and you know, going back to when you have the opportunity to build your own fan base, you can feed your fans what they want from you, you know, and they'll always support you, they'll always be loyal because that's why that's why they followed me in the first place, you know, that's why they fell in love with me in the first place. So you just gotta find where you fit in. Um Stay true, you know, you can play around. I play played around with sound. They didn't work, <laughs> you know, so um, find where you fit in. I think that's the, the best thing I learned in all of this. I want to talk to you a bit about uh, Jermaine Dupree, Dondria. Um, we know he's been instrumental in your career. And we, we saw him recently, um, you know, on social media working with you on your, on your up-and-coming project. What we think is really cool, though, is that um, he's, he's stuck to your career all these years, even when we interviewed him, because he's a big supporter of what we do. He's such a big believer in you and, um, you know, still wants to see you succeed. And we think that's awesome. You know, he's a legend, got a lot going on, but definitely still, you know, helping drive your career. Um, I guess just talk about the impact he's had. In, in your career? Um, a major one. I think that, you know, at the time when he discovered me and, you know, we started this journey, uh, that was the tail end of artist development too. Um, and so he put me through that, you know. He, he showed me the ropes. Um, I remember one day, I had a show coming up, and I literally had to perform my show over and over and over and over um, until it was right, you know. And in my mind, I was like, man, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm never going to, I mean, I I have the opportunity to, you know, get mentored and get advice and get his thoughts and his opinions of, you know, Jermaine Dupree, like somebody that has been doing this, somebody that is a legend in the game, a genius who I think, you know, is a genius and I you have to listen. <laughs> like with as all of the success that he's garnered for himself, he 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 has the touch, you know, he has the ear. He um I think that he was doing the same thing, you know, figuring out where he um can succeed the most and where he can propel the most in this um uh, in this shift too. And um I think that this project is lit and I think that it's the first step of like some amazing, amazing things. I cannot wait to drop it. Yeah, we can't wait either, Dondria. And it's interesting because Ed, you and I both know we, we complain a lot on uh Instagram about the state of R and B and how much it sucks. And, uh, Dondra, one time we did that, we posted and we were complaining. And then Jermaine Dupree actually commented on the post and said, change is going to come. And we had no idea what he was talking about. And then we clicked on um, his Instagram story and he was in the studio with you. So I guess just talk to me about the work that you guys are doing together for this upcoming project. Yeah. Um, So with this project, like I had been, um, you know, around – always at the studio where even if I'm not working, I'm kind of just there, you know. And um, he and Brian Cox and Dallas Austin, I think they were all there. And I had kind of just been um, 
I, I find myself getting back to the to the old fat fat. Um, you know, sometimes like life happens, and then you you try to figure out who you are. You're growing up, and you know all the craziness. And so I find myself getting back to the old fat fat, which would be like bugging JD all the time, like you know <laughs> texting him, calling him, like hey, what are we doing? What is that? You know. So I was just up there, and I was like, y'all know, like y'all know that this is this is the time. Like, it's, it's time to go. Like, we need to go, like, now. Like, and I think at first, you know, they're probably like, okay, girl, you know, but um, I think that it's, it's, it's pretty evident, you know, and it's funny because just watching social media, um, like, th- yesterday I posted um, just singing a song from my first album, the debut album, just singing it. Um, I think somebody did like a bounce mix in New Orleans and so it's kind of getting like this new breath of life um and everybody's singing along to it on their on their stories and you know posting it on their page and I'm like okay I'm going to sing this song you know and so I sang it and there's so much nostalgia like just running in down the comments just like oh we still play your first album oh oh, my God, if you re-recorded this whole album and this is what we miss and this is my favorite song and, like, just so much um, almost confirmation that this is what they want and that now is the time to give it to them. And I just think that we all see that. And, you know, like with J.D., when it's go time, it's just go time. So when he when he said, are we doing this project, it's, like, in the studio yeah. every day, till 7 a.m. every single day for two weeks straight. Um, and now that we've gotten past that, we still may come into the studio and just record more stuff and more stuff. And you can just tell that there's there's an energy in the room. There's an excitement. There's a love that has, has almost been, like, re-sparked. And it's just it's really exciting. And I think that um, this music is going to be – or this music is – something that people have been yearning for, that they've been waiting for, I, I think it's going to quench their palate for sure. Yeah. Andre, I think you hit on a really good point that we hadn't really touched on before, and that's the nostalgia factor. Because when we think nostalgia, especially on this podcast, we think 90s, we think of early 2000s. But your debut, it was, you know, basically a decade ago. So those yeah. fans who came up on that, they're older now. They reminisce. They remember those days. And mm-hmm. just to be honest, like we were touching on earlier, with R&B just R&B being so homogenous and everything sounding the same, people are going mm-hmm. back and revisiting those songs and art and artists and albums they fell in love with. So mm-hmm. there's a generation that came up on Dondria versus Fat Fat. So this is really kind of peak time to come back. I didn't know that there was that bounce remix. I got to hear that. But this is like mm-hmm. the perfect time to come back, speak to those old fans who are really yearning for something more, and I think everybody's just hungry. Oh yeah, and I'm 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 cooking, so I <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole feast coming. Awesome, and, and we're Great. looking forward to it, and we're here to support you, Dondria. So keep it coming. Thank you. And then. Uh, just before we let you go, we thank you once again for being a, a great guest on the show and joining us. We ask this question to everyone who we have join us as a guest. It's probably the most random question, but just chime in, tell us your answer. If you had to choose between one of these two artists, who would you choose, Keith Sweat 
or Music Soul Child? Oh, Music Soul Child. Good Ooh. answer. Oh, oh that, That's simple. Oh. That was so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Ed is a big Keith Sweat fan, so he's a little distraught right now, but I mean, he'll get I over love, it. I love Keith Sweat. Don't get it twisted. But music, I think for me, I grew up on music. And so I know, I know the, you know, I know Keith Sweat hits, but I'm not, that's about it. Good answer. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here yeah, fanning yeah, myself. Yeah, Let me get something to drink. <laughs> All right, Dondria, so before you go, is there anything that you'd like to add? Anything? I know you said you're working on a project. Your duets mixtape just came out. Uh, fill us in on anything else that's going on. Um. So, let's see. Well, before I dropped the... Um, uh, the duets mixtape. Um, I dropped a project with a guy that I actually grew up with um, singing on YouTube, which is Broadway, um, and we dropped the project as well. So that's out um, now, and I think that it is. I think that is the first step of you know what I'm bringing back, and then the project with JD is just going to solidify like. This is what it is. And so we did that because same thing, you know, the fans were going back to the very first video we did. We sang My Love Is This. And um, actually the first song on the current mixtape is featuring him. And so um, he broke my mama's chair, you know, in the video. And so everybody's always bringing that up. And we wanted to remake that as well as do new music together. Um to just, you know, satisfy the fans or asking, are we still friends? You know, what do we have going on? So um, that's out as well, A Tale of Hearts. Cool. Well, Dondria, we thank you for joining us on the podcast. Anytime you want to come back, you're welcome. And we're definitely going to continue supporting you. So just keep dropping that music. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much, (laughs) Dondria. Thanks, you too. And that was Dondria on the podcast. Shout out to Dondria. She's, veg- yeah, she's she- vegan or vegetarian now? Yeah, she said she was vegan. I'm, you know, I heard the gas from YouTube. No chicken for her. But, you know, it's always good to hear from artists of her era trying to come back doing the thing. And she's an artist, we say, like, come back. But she kind of never really left. So I'm really excited to see what she brings coming forward because we certainly need her in the game. Yeah, and Tom, she eats Chipotle, so that's what we'll all do when we hang out. We'll just eat Chipotle together. You don't eat Chipotle anymore, do you, Tom? Uh, they, didn't they have some scare with the food and uh, salmonella and all that? You can't mess with that stuff, man. Yeah, they got all <laughs> salmonella on you. That's why I stick with you, double. <laughs> all right. Hey, Dondria's still doing it, so Chipotle's working out for her. So shout-outs to Chipotle and shout-outs to Dondria. Can we get into the play please, really quickly? Uh, Ed's got to go in three minutes, so I don't know if you want to continue. Okay, well, Ed, I'm just going to throw this at you. You have one minute to give me your thoughts on uh, this Demi Lovato, 21 Savage being British thing. Oh, my player, I can't go into that in a minute, but I will give it a few seconds because everybody is completely stupid. Here's the thing. 21 Savage got snatched up by ice, which everybody thought was a joke. 
But let me tell y'all, ICE is serious. And it's funny because in recent days, we've heard that Jay-Z is trying to get him out. And everybody's like, well, I guess we shouldn't have made jokes. This is serious. This is the government player. This ain't something to meme about. That dude ain't coming back unless the biggest lawyers come get him. So, yes, 21 Savage, dude is from UK, fronting like he's from Atlanta. I guess for clout or whatever. But I snatched him up. Everybody on Twitter started sharing lots of memes and ha ha ha, let's laugh at the guy. Demi Lovato was like, hey, these memes are funny. And then black Twitter ate it up because it's like, we can laugh at them, but you can't laugh at them. Which I think is not fair. I can't really go into it for real, for real, because my time is short. But my point will just be this. If you share a meme and you expect people to laugh and retweet it and ha ha, if you don't think that some people should want to laugh or be involved in the conversation, don't get in the conversation. If you're now saying, well, this is serious and this shouldn't be funny. Why didn't you think about that in the first place? Everything ain't a joke. And because you made his situation light and an artist that people like to pick on decided to jump in the conversation, then everybody launched on her. This whack to me, y'all. Listen, if you're something that you want something, if there's an artist, a situation, or an ideal that we should take seriously at the time, let's take it seriously at the time. Dude getting the boot is kind of serious stuff. So everything ain't funny. And y'all got to chill with this cancel culture, too, because that's whack. The woman laughed along with you, and then everybody got pissed off. Please tell me the logic. Oh, man. Fair enough. Now, Ed, I know you're running short on time, so um, I don't think we'll have time to get into your Soul in Stereo and what's going on with that, but I think we can just simply say visit Soul in Stereo because there's always content, right? Always content. <laughs> it has been a slow week, but um, next week we got some new albums coming out, so check out for some new reviews, maybe NDRE. Maybe some other new stuff. And we do have new love letters up. So get your love right, life right, before you spend your Valentine's dollars. Dope. And then on, uh, you know, I got Soul Tom. Uh, we premiered Jay Holiday's new single, Petals. Not much else going on right now, but we'll see what happens in the following week. Uh, but, guys, until then, I know we're running short on time, so I'm just going to call it quits on this podcast for today anyway. I'm not done yet. But uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you to Dondria, and we are out of here.